I don't want to start Morrowind. I want to play Burning Wheel. The Sunday Skypers. Burning Beards. Welcome to the Sunday Skypers. Just a quick note. In this session, we're joined by a new PC. Slight the Chirurgeon Surgeon, played by Anna, whose voice, if you listen to some of the games from the archive or the old feed, you should recognize. Anyway, on with the beards. All right. We had the confrontation. Okay. So, first <laughs> thing is really to refine beliefs about that situation right this instant. This is a Fandral-Ulfkel kind of scene, I believe. Ulfkel tattled to Fandral, and Fandral seemed to be on the way to help. Yeah, okay. which means I changed my last one. Then the one that says I will t- make the stale beer I recovered more palatable. Change that to I will recover the beer taken by what's his name? Okay, uh, Roar Five Ocean. Yes, the- yeah, Roar. I think you should leave him with a stinky troll beard, but that's just me. Well, <laughs> that means there's no beer for the rest of you guys. He didn't take it all. He took no, twenty there's barrels. Just, there's just very little left, and it's not going to be enough for. Yeah. Okay, so so this was a serious beer snatch. Yeah, so, so like when you when you cart off twenty barrels, it's a freaking line of people. <laughs> you know, one of you is going to have to be the the main thrust kind of individual. Either you know, Ulfkel is going to do it, and Fandral helps, or Fandral is going to upbraid Roar, and Ulfkel helps Fandral. You know. I don't want to repeat the slight mistake I did uh, earlier on where Ulfkill had a belief about getting something, a nog, and then Fandral stepped in and made the challenge and uh, wrestled the dwarf, and Ulfkill did actually nothing, which was a little well, backward. I, but dude, that's why I wrote the re- my relief. Belief. I will recover the 20 barrels of beer taken by war, by hook or by crook. Either I take it directly or I work out a way to get get retrieved. So that way, the prince could stand up and, and re- do the retrieving, but I just got convinced the prince to do it. Well, I think, uh, since I don't really understand fully what's going on, I think I just, I want it not to be an issue anymore. I just want it settled so we can go on with our expedition. Uh, that's fine. Uh, but, you, you know, on a meta state, just, you know, in that case, just write, help both kill, get beer, you know, as a tail end statement. So you have an actual thing you can do because we're just going to do this, bam, bam, and then we're going to move on. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is like the last little hangnail part of, of this section of, of the adventure, if you will. Uh, if I remember how I did it last time, I did it. Along the way of just saying, oh yes, yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of low on beer right now because because uh, Roar took twenty barrels. I'm not saying you know you know I was trying to you know being secure 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 I can't say the word. I was trying to be sneaky about it. Were you? I don't. I think. I, well, unfortunately, I had to. You just wait. went up to him when he came back finally from the the, the expedition in the deeps and just said, hey, uh, Roar got all the beer, and now there's not enough. Hey, I can't do my job. Yeah, that sounds about right, yeah. Not tattling, it's basically he, he didn't follow the chain of command. <laughs> <laughs> Some would call this whining, but... <laughs> I didn't whine about it, just simply stated fact. He'd be grumbling for Coral. Oh, that's true. In a, in a uh, horrible uh, little move of, of uh, yanking the leash, I'm going to stop all of you and then ask you to answer a few small questions. Now, 
how candid have you been about this whole dragon rumor thing in Scoria? How, how you've had intel on it, but it's not necessarily something that you... Okay, what I'm asking is, is have you gone out and said, there's probably a dragon in Scoria, you know, to everyone? I don't think so. We had no. one drunk guy said something about a dragon before we chopped his head off. And there was uh, the bastard weasel goblin commander who insisted there was a dragon lord in, in Scoria with human slaves. Yeah. Um, Remember? Not two very credible sources. <laughs> <laughs> I, but the rumor mill has been going full force. I doubt myself and Flint have said anything. I don't know. Okay. Though Flint's kind of a rumor monger, too. Yeah. Well, uh, if if you haven't, like, stated that, hey, everyone, there's probably a dragon in Scoria, haha, then it's a rumor that's going around, uh, and that's all it is. Uh, no, no one's prepared for anything. There's no, like, creeping little panic, and uh, it's not, you know, a sure thing. No one's preparing for it. No one, no one's thinking about it. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, one of those rumors. There's a dragon in Scoria. Well, I've heard there are trolls in Scoria. Well, I've heard there are ogres in Scoria, etc. Right? Yeah, so I, I have suggested Ufkel should work some of his crafting into some weapons that would work for fighting dragons. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, you mean uh, use my, my, my still and make some uh, really potent stuff? That's that. That is that is Ofkel's problem. He's oh, he has the one track mind. <laughs> <laughs> I need something to combat the dragon. A drink. I need something to get past the bridge. A drink. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of my instincts. Well, to have one, yeah, but not you know necessarily. Your solution is not necessarily always a. Um, well, it often is. That's the way it goes. How can I solve this problem with a beer? Well, you know, if I ran to the still, I can actually make a much more potent, much more volatile mixture that will burn like you wouldn't believe, sir. <laughs> it's great. It's great uh, in a shot glass. Could you fire it down the throat of a dragon? We'd have to make some adjustments to a still, but we could probably fire the raw stuff right down his throat under steam power. Mm. Something that purportedly <laughs> breathes fire, and you are going to think that you're going to hurt it with. A brew? Oh, oh no, we're going to get roaring drunk. You know, oh, that will cause it to internally explode. Can <laughs> <laughs> I poison it with alcohol? <laughs> Can you poison someone with alcohol, sir? And that is why you brought the brewer. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps a dragon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. They probably ain't got the stamina. All right. So, okay. In that case, uh, Anna uh, or uh, Slate, there's a rumor going around. In the expedition that there, there, you know, there's a dragon living in Scoria, a place you're going to reclaim. There are also rumors that there are goblins in Scoria and humans in Scoria and a slew of other rumors, but that is one of the rumors. Okay, so, damn Roar, just, you know, <laughs> bullheading his way through um, stuff and grabbing barrels right and left and, you know, obviously not thinking about anything or anyone but him and his own. So yeah, uh, the prince is just back from having dealt with uh, the humans in the in the weird lost golden hall, and uh, you know a bunch of the the scouts are with him, and uh, you know Will Kill, you've just um, informed him of the situation, 
And yeah, there's there's uh, some noise off in the other direction, in the like uh, on the far end of this this uh, sort of uh, cavern camp that you've set up, coming from Roar's uh, you know setup. I guess I should so, say, what do you do? I am looking at the, I'm looking to my prince and see what he what he what he suggests. We've been on on a, a month's hiatus. So now what's actually happening is different from the recap or from last time. You know, you can, yeah. you can, you can say your lines again. Like, like, uh, you know, we, we can have the, the confrontation here again where, where Ulfko comes and goes, ah, you got the beer if you want to. So I see, uh, so I see him tr- chomping in, you know, not so, not, not so, you know, he doesn't look like he's actually fought anything major. So I go, ah, my liege, uh, welcome just back. I- just ignorance. <laughs> Yeah, welcome back. I uh, we're going to be on short rations uh, on beer for a while. It seems that uh, Roar decided that him and his and his men deserve twenty barrels of beer. I did my best to stop him, but uh, well, let's say his his personality overwhelmed me. Uh, let's go talk about this. Where's Roar? I point to the the, the noisy party going on. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I gather up some apprentices so we can take the barrels back, just in case? Sure. We'll go tromping over towards Roar. Okay, right. over. I, I go back to the brew section and gather up some apprentices and some brew paddles and um, stir sticks and stuff like that, you know. Are you seriously <laughs> going to face the veterans toe-to-toe with brewing paddles? <laughs> We're facing dwarves. We're not going to go there armed with axes. They're dwarves. You know, Did you need to arm up at all. I'm just asking. Yeah, yeah, I think you tried that last time, and that didn't work. Okay, I, yeah, I th- all right. I guess I'll leave. We'll leave them behind. Just we just show up in mass, right. arms crossed. He <laughs> just gives you that disapproving look. Okay, so uh, yeah, they've uh, broken up uh, a couple of the kegs. Uh, it's Roar and uh, the core of his band. The majority of the scouts were with you out in the, you know, down in the hall. But the ones who were left behind to sort of stand guard and uh, a few of his like close, not lieutenants, since he had an unfortunate incident with lieutenants. Uh, but some of his closest are, um, yeah, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're drinking. Uh, they're, uh, availing themselves of the newly discovered old dwarven beer, which is probably a bit rank, but they don't seem to mind. They haven't had that much beer in a long time. Days. Several days. Imagine that for a dwarf. So yeah, oh, and, and, uh, Sergeant Scully, of course, is, is there and, and partaking and drinking. And, um, yeah, they're, they're, uh, sort of thinking up, Inventive songs about goblins. Approach Roar. Roar, what are you doing? This is just going in and taking all the beer. There's enough other things going on. I don't need this kind of drama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, what do you mean, Prince? We've, we've just taken what, uh, what's due us. Isn't that right, boys? And they all give a hearty. <laughs> beer. Beer, beer, beer. Tiddly beer, beer, beer. <laughs> what do you do with the drunken dwarf? There's been schedules worked out on beer consumption and how much we have. Ulfkel's got reams of this stuff. You're throwing it all off schedule, causing chaos. If you have a problem, I'll solve it. Well, well we don't have a problem right now. We've got overdue. And uh, I can assure you we'll all be right back to straight dwarfy order in... Well, short order. Certainly by the time we 
<laughs> that would be Scully. <laughs> Next <Yeah>. year. <laughs> Looking a bit bubbly. And, uh, I, I got off my, that train crashed. What was I saying? Damn your hiccups, John. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. I, I interrupted. Yeah. <laughs> oh, After the friends are here, they'll take it back. We're going to go to the schedule. Whoa, 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 whoa. They're, they're not taking anything. We, hey, the, we're, we're only having what, what we're due. All right. My boys haven't had any fun or any drink really for a long time. And I'm, I'm, I'll be damned if I'm going to let that guzzler take anything back. So Skill turns his head and looks behind him. Who? <laughs> <laughs> From what I understand, we just acquired all this beer. So we'll make sure that. You and your men get an increased ration as we have more available now, but things go through the uh, the brewers, and if there's issues with them, it's me who deals with it. Prince, Prince, you've seen how he gossels. You've seen how he drinks. If we let them back, there will be anything left for me, man, and, and my men need their fun. They're the hardest working dwarves. They're the hardest fighting dwarves. Okay? And what do they do? They just haul around their, their noisy, stinking apparatus. Noisy! Stay out. Noisy! Noisy, yes. It's what gets you going every morning. Your, your, cup of, your, your mug of beer. It's not noisy. And that guzzling. You want to taste some of that stuff in guzzling? It's raw wart. It's not even alcoholic. Yeah, he just waves his hand at you like, you know, you don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and if you drink all that up... There will be no more beer. Not for a week. <laughs> <laughs> sit, sit down and use persuasion command to orchestrate a compromise in uh, beer consumption scheduling of, you know, how much we have. Just, All right. <laughs> you know, I what do you suggest? Right now. I mean, in, in broad terms. What do you suggest in broad terms? And then, you know, yeah. we'll go to dice. Well, then, you know, I've just found out that we yeah. have increased our available beer. So increasing what people get is seems a reasonable thing and the brewers are should be close to, you know, having more they've been working on new beer since the, the disaster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think we increase it enough to satisfy Roar and have Ufgel working out his schedules and things like he meticulously likes to do. Mm-hmm. So, we can, <laughs> so we can reach a compromise, so this will no longer be a problem for me. Okay. Well, I, no, I might have, you know, pulled out the the dual wits, but since I, I'd love to get past this, um, let's just make it like, um, do you want to really persuade the both of them really to see reason? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. <laughs> let's go. For probably be willing. Okay. They've they've they tapped at least two of the ke- two of the cakes he took. They can keep them. We just want mm-hmm. the rest back. All right. You know, two kegs, we were talking two, ke- two barrels, two barrels of beer. That'll, that's several hundred gallons. <laughs> 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 you know, that's going to last them for a while. So, okay. Uh, that seems like a, a fairly generous deal. Um, yeah. I guess you would be helping the prince then? Uh, of course. Before we sit down and talk about this stuff, we'll uh, get everyone a beer. Everyone has a beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll get the prince a beer, okay? I'll get the prince a beer. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> it's stale. It's, it's, yes, it's 
The purpose is to determine how bad the beer is and why your skills are needed. <laughs> yeah, and also never start anything without a beer first. After drinking down the the whole tanker, he goes, ah, that was awful. Can you do anything about that, Upkill? <laughs> I was planning to make it make it taste a whole lot better, so we actually could serve less. It lasts longer because I'm making it taste better. When it's still like this, you can just, you have to drink it by the tanker to make it palatable. All right. So uh, I guess that would be persuasion and with a little bit of command and uh, Oathkill helping somehow. Yes. Yeah. Either through course persuasion or through. Uh, if yeah, you actually. W- if you would prefer to use uh, beer wise or something, that would be yeah. appropriate. Yeah, be- yeah. yeah, beer wise would be yeah, more appropriate. Yep. It seems more appropriate since you're not really being very friendly with Roar right now. No, no. I'm basically talking more about what we can do to make the beer last longer until we, you know. All right. And uh, uh, it's going to be Roar's Will, which I have somewhere, uh, with an extra obstacle of one, because this is a a key bit of his um, Mm -hmm. beliefs and even his instincts. Um, He is a strong supporter of his people, so got to give him credit for that. Uh, okay, that's an obstacle six. We can illustrate the system, the basic elements of the system for Anna. Uh, an obstacle six is the number of successes you need on, on, uh, dice to, to get a, um, a success, like a successful outcome. A failure means, uh, complications. Fairly, fairly common in Burning Wheel, but they're, they're not, never supposed to be like a roadblock, and if I ever do that, you need to call me out on it. So, okay, ob 6, and we have uh, the Prince's Persuasion uh, with a, a fork, that's the fields of related knowledge. Uh, if you have a skill that is that you can work into your argument or work into help, like, you know, you're stitching up a wound and you have sewing, you can you can borrow a die from sewing. So for the prince, I guess it's... Oh, oh B6. Forking command again. For seven. forking, I believe it's B7 to have an extra die. So that's seven dice. And then Ulfkel is helping. But Ulfkel has beer-wise of five. So it's, in fact, two dice from Ulfkel. Nine, okay. Finally hitting those um, big, big league levels of <laughs> helping. <laughs> He's sort of challenging my power here, right? He is, yes. If I want to do the persona, tap my greed. He is saying he's not trusting your power or of kills. Yes, you can spend a persona and tap as many um, as you want there. Uh, just a routine greed. <laughs> I don't think you need any more. Otherwise, I might have gone, oh, come on. But, yeah. Hey, he's got to hit six. Yeah, I got to hit six. So that give me another four for routine. All right. Thirteen? Thirteen dice. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> Six is a pretty good obstacle. Huh? <laughs> it is. It's a decent obstacle. But, I mean, if you succeed, uh, he, you get it. He's going to concede, and uh, you leave the barrels, and, and you get all the rest well, back. We, we leave the, we, yeah, we leave the two open barrels. And yes. Two, one, two, Whoa. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> See, Roar, it's all going to be fine. Okay, well, in that case, you know, Roar is obviously not happy, but, uh, you know, he sort of begrudges. He gets to keep two two barrels, so hey. Yes. That's that's a nice compromise for him. He's sort of of fumingly (sighs) mumbling through justification for giving up the beer since, you know, he already kind of claimed it for his men. Hey, it's going to taste better when it comes back to you. 
exactly right that's your point and it's like that especially goes home with the men because you know they're having an extra uh, draft now that you mention it and and uh, you know you can see their sour faces so you know, they, uh, you know, they start to, to nod and go oh we should do that so as my apprentices start rolling the barrels back i sort of you know pull the princess as we start heading back mm-hmm. so here's here's the problem my liege we used up the last of our barley we have no more barley we can't make any more beer after this lat after you know any more beer until we get more barley or something to brew with potatoes, corn, whatever we need, but we had nothing to brew with right now. We're out. And it takes at least a week to malt the barley properly. So at some point, I, I may have to go to the surface and see what I can find wild. Or maybe look into a farm and maybe something. But uh, we, when the when the new beer comes in, uh, hopefully we'll have a beer, we'll be working on beer to, give, you know, to replace that, but it's going to be tight. Come up with a plan on where you can find the most likely, uh... I'll talk to Flint, because he's got a scouts. Maybe he can they can send some up to the surface and see what they can find. All right, and uh, we can look over the maps and see where's the, the easiest possible route to the surface. We'll do our All best, right. and I'll, I'll get working on making this beer taste a lot better. Yes, do that. That's important. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do. We'll worry about that role later, yeah. <laughs> yeah, cut. Excellent. Now, if if that is the direction you want to go... Definitely refine uh, one of your other existing beliefs to to do that. Feasibly reopening the Brewers of Scoria Deep, step one could be acquiring uh, a source of materials. Barley. Yeah. So that that was a whole you know little debacle with the the beer, and uh, maybe it soured Roar a little. You know, he's he's been a, a, a bit uh, grumpy for the last two days now of your little journey. But uh, he's, he's still known as no. sober. <laughs> <laughs> sober slash hungover, yes. But, but you know, he's, he's towing the line. He's doing his job. He's uh, keeping to his oath. So, Flint, you yes. are standing in this strange and, and phantasmagoric scene of, of this, this sort of gilded throne room, highly reminiscent of the, the golden hall you found. Down in the deep, not exactly the same, but but definitely like it's definitely it's it's bigger and grander and crazier. And uh, you're you're um, standing on this sort of plinth or or um, dais in front of a, a high seat, kind of like the high seat for a, a dwarven prince or or a, one of the kings of old, right? And before you is this great big scene of, of a, like a feast hall with a bunch of, lots of dwarves and, and there are even some like elves and, and uh, there's merrymaking going on and music and stuff but it's all kind of in a ghostly a ghostly distant uh, manner, right? Mm-hmm. And before you now, you can see the an elvish envoy right? This little like entourage of four people and the frontmost of them is the elven ghost you met the Ethark Anguil you know he has his uh, his finery on he uh, has his uh, broken head uh, with you know the blood and brains pouring down one side of his face and he's looking at you with a very like stern face and you can see his mouth moving but his words or voice doesn't seem to match and he says uh, so Brave Flint, where is the crown? My hands are tied. The prince, he's duty-bound to Scoria Deep, and he asked me to 
carry on with him and stand at his side. <laughs> okay. He uh, appears to be smiling, but his voice is is like the opposite. It seems like he's he's uh, more disturbed or angered, and he very spits out like, "You were led astray. Don't trust that the spawn of the betrayer. Look around you, Flint. See what you forswear by playing a lapdog to that false one." And he looks over to his entourage, right, uh, and uh, lifts a hand. Sort of, it dovetails nicely with with uh, what he's saying, but it, it, it's clear that the scene is not quite right. And you, you know, you 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 take in the the fullness of this glittering golden hall and and elven finery and song and you know the dwarves clinking tankards together and and uh, singing along and and draining and and there's dancing and hey right over there coming up the dais is bruna and she has this sort of festive uh, dress on and and you can see at her neck is this flint hune raven sigil and she's holding an infant and she's approaching you and she speaks strangely saying um lord husband it's time for you to name your daughter. And she holds up this <laughs> baby to you. And you... Gasp you want like to a fish. <laughs> yeah, you want to be like... <laughs> but you find yourself answering with a voice that's not your own. You, you hear the voice saying, He shall be flint, for it is a keen stone and hard, and it carries not the vanity of diamonds nor that of gold. Then the sort of scene begins to fade. And, you know, all that... Wealth and glory and and plenty just uh, dissolves, and it's almost painful to have to go through it. It's in fact a uh, routine test for greed. Ah, oh, okay. Well, I, I happen to know that I have a B three in greed, so that's <laughs> not going to do much. Is it? <laughs> well, it's not a, a, a rolling test. It's just a test. You just record it. A routine. Retest. Okay, uh, we, we can we can record. Wow, uh, <laughs> and and you're being shaken awake. Uh, that and, makes sense finally. <laughs> <laughs> and you know you're sort of drunkenly sleep drunkenly uh, coming to, and you know you're all sweaty, and you have Bruna standing over you, shaking him. No, hey, Link, what's wrong with you? Uh, oh, and you notice now that you wake up that she's cradling her arbalist in the crook of her arm, not unlike one would an infant. Well, she probably cares for more than a child. Flint's just too damn honest for his own good. I had the most bizarre dream. <laughs> and, and, and then I'll, I'll go rattling off you know, about the ghost and the finery and, and how it was all mixed up. And you were in there and I'm pretty sure that's going to create this very uncomfortable feeling for her. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, Only it's, if you just... Yeah, how much do you describe uh, if you just say yeah. that to begin with? And she's like, oh, all right. Do does I want she, to know? You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll tell her because uh, I'm in this sleep daze and I haven't fully recovered my sen- senses, but I still vividly remember parts of the dream. I'll, I'll even miss it if she has any clues on her face like revulsion. <laughs> uh, yeah, she, I mean, for a second you think she's uh, shocked, but it, it sort of turns into this sort of wide grin, and then she goes, did you drink some of that bad beer there, I'm Flynn? Gonna, I think I'm going to blame it on the bad beer. Cause, wow. But it was so vivid. 
I'll bet you know you know you never know what those old dwarven fathers put in their beer back way back in the when. Because he's also a bit of a monomaniac, and he's starting to wake up. Have you decided what we're going to do with the crown? Oh well, I I have it. I I mean I have it here still. It's safe, more or less. Yeah, you should probably hold on to it. I don't think uh, the prince would take kindly to me walking around with that. It is very pretty. Of course, I couldn't wear it in front of everyone, but you know, yeah. it, it, it well, needs wouldn't a- be too bad to have some of this stuff. It requires a craftsman's touch. It's 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 seen better days. It has, it has still lines and the gems and everything. And you know, you can see that she's sort of uh, fidgeting, <sighs> like she wants to take it out of her pack. So, let it rest. Uh, so, uh, so what? What did you wake me up for? <laughs> Plum forgot that you you were you were tossing and turning so much. It's it's our shift, you know. Off ah. to scout. Uh, give me a sec to uh, shake the cobwebs out and move from a land of dreams and uh, sweetness to uh, the duties of the day. <laughs> she digs into her pack and pulls out uh, some very hard dwarven bread and throws it at you. Like hey, here, you know, you can you can eat it uh, on the way. We're already late. Okay, <laughs> it's kind of like gnawing on limestone, but that's okay. <laughs> it's lots of good minerals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would certainly be better with a beer. <laughs> so, has this point in time happened after the confrontation with Roar? Yes, it's now two days later. I'm sorry if that was not okay. Too. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm just waking up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is we've got to find a route to the surface if we're going to supply the brewers. So, we go scouting. Excellent. And I'm going to cut away. <laughs> Slate, Slate, you you are uh, accompanying Stonebones, the the uh, the surgeon, as he's making his round, sort of uh, checking up on everyone's little you know bumps and bruises. You've had the odd run in with like small little goblin parties, and you know someone's cut themselves or someone's had a twisted their ankle or something. It's it's nothing bad, but you, you're checking up on people, and um, you're off uh, by the brewers actually by this uh, little side camp. The brewers seem to have paired off into two smaller camps, uh, one led by the, the you know, prince's personal, if you will, uh, brew pet, uh, Ulkel. And, um, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and some of his apprentices. And you're checking up on, on uh, this dwarf called Rory. You know, a few days ago, half a week ago, he had, he had well, a week ago, actually, more or less. Yeah, yeah, he cart, had uh, a mash ton. Uh, one of the carts uh, broke and he had a mash ton like this big, crazy, well, it's a movable big, crazy uh, brewing vat <laughs> crashed down on his leg. It didn't break, but it's been in a bad way. So, uh, you know, you, you're checking up on it. Stonebones is, is actually, he's, he stepped back a little to let you have a look at stuff and, you know, to gauge kind of how, how, uh, how you're doing. If, if, uh, you know, you're ready to be, um, uh, you know, a surgeon in your own right, that kind of thing. Yeah, Rory's looking up at you when you, when you're, um, checking the leg. He's, he's saying, so, so, um, what's the verdict? Can I, can I start walking on it? Oh, I'm gonna, going to look around the leg and feel around it and probably cause him a great deal of pain while I do so. It's a little <laughs> swollen. It's a little swollen. He's, because I have to, I have to see yeah, if yeah. it's literally like, 
hair fracture or whatever, but, um, but, uh, if it's still swollen, I'm gonna like shake my head. It's like, no, you, you stay off that. By the looks of, of the underside of his bound up boot, he's been, <laughs> he's been walking around on it now and again. I'm gonna smack him upside the back of the head. <laughs> 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 Bear, uh, uh, his, his, like, friend, or rather, you know, one of his, his, like, uh, chief apprentices, it's this, uh, sort of a stocky, red-headed dwarf girl who's, she has, she often wears a helmet really low, and then she gets certain stuff around, um, from the work, so when she takes her helmet off, like, half of her face is really pale, and the lower half is, like, uh, all sooty. <laughs> uh, so she's standing right over him, like, yeah, you deserve that. And she's got a regolith accent. Oh yes. H- however, that accent sounds, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, she's, yeah, she, she appears to be totally in your camp. Like, uh, you know, she's. In fact, she smacks him too. <laughs> <laughs> Told you. Told you this was going to happen. And now we're behind. Uh, you know, you know, Ulko is going to make that. Um, he's he's going to make a better um, a better seasoning now. It's, that's just the way it is. He's like, well, and they go off into this sort of uh, vaguely domestic type squabble about brewing. I'm going to put my hands between the two of them and put one hand on each of their chests and shove them back. Like, okay, back up. <laughs> Both of you. All right, all right, all right. You got to stay off that leg <laughs> because if you walk on it again, I'll let her beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> right, all right. We have a we have a schedule to, to see to though. I mean, it's important. I I can't just let the the work get out of hand. I I can't trust all of these apprentices. They barely know anything. Old Kelly's an awful teacher. Oh, you're that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't say that. No. That yeah. <laughs> well, you you could have roared that to someone else. You know, in oh, your yeah. Case. And that, of course, it makes Rory twitch, like, boop. <laughs> he uh, jerks his thumb back to his cart on the other side. You'll ride on my cart, and you can call the shots from there. Oh, uh, I, oh, something we should establish about the, the brewers for you. It's like its own little operation. It's like having a movable brewing plant at the very back of the, the expedition. They're noisy. I mean, they're noisier than usual noisy dwarves. Uh, it's, it's a big, uh, you know, operation. Uh, oh, then I'll lend him that, my pony. I'll yeah, that would be something. Yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah. You can ride on my pony and call the shots from there, but you will not walk on that leg. I don't know how to ride. You'll That's learn. Fine, says Bear. I'll just tie you to the saddle. That's a good idea. I got some twine. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> and then the first ember that lands in that pony's flank. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, John. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna go get his pony because this is this is an order he is going to carry out before the guy has a chance to. You probably have it with you. You just, you know, you just have to take the like medical stuff off it. You know, yeah. You I'll, I'll do that. I'll put that in my cart in the front, except for my bag, which is always around my shoulder. Great. That's yeah, probably going to go to Rory's head after a while once he gets used to the pony. <laughs> like Napoleon running around giving orders. <laughs> yeah, but the minute his leg is healed, I'm kicking him off my horse. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 and nobody said I had to have bedside manner. For a dwarf, it's a rarity. So the, the smack to the back of the head was utterly appropriate. <laughs> so just like mom used to do. 
<laughs> so I'm going to tie him onto my pony via his good leg, not his bad leg. Are you going to use a slip knot when he can easily untie himself if he needs Probably to tie him off the pony? Belt and stuff. You, you, you figured out. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, the focus of where I'm going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway. You fix him up and uh, set everything up, and then, you know, you have to take the cart back to, to your own little piece of uh, the camp, the temporary camp you've set up. Yep, and um, now I have to pull it myself, but that's not a problem. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. You have help from, from uh, your mentor, right? And he, he you know, he, he's this sort of doddering older dwarf, uh, at least on the surface, kind of uh, lined face, big messy beard, um, uh, stained, uh, stained kind of um, garb with a uh, sort of apron-y does, kind of thing. In he does dabble. He does dabble in making potions and stuff like that too. So he's he does. Yeah. Got to give him <clears throat> some gloves, so he kind of looks like a butcher yeah. <laughs> and chemist combined. Does he have those those goggles? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be like, well, that's. That's completing my image of Dr. Robotnik just right there. <laughs> <laughs> more, He's more gray and uh, more lined, uh, but, you know, he tries to keep clean at least, given his work. Yeah, but he looks over to you and, and you know, pats you on the back and says, I, that, that was good work. I think uh, you're, you're pretty much ready to do this on your own one day, soon-ish. Not that I want you gone, but, you know, I'm, I'm proud of you. That's what, that's what I'm trying to say. He's, he doesn't take compliments real well. He's just kind of going <laughs> to uh, flash a very brief smile behind him and kind of hurry up with the cart. <laughs> 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 okay, I don't know what to say, so I'm going to go this way very quickly now. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's helping you pull, so, you know, he has to keep up with you, which is a little tough on him, but, uh, you know, he starts coughing. He will slow down if he's yeah. having trouble. He's about to say something, but then uh, these two scout dwarves cross your path. Once the you know you recognize one of them immediately, it's it's the the prince's like right hand dwarf. He's a young dwarf like you. He's called Flint, you think? You know, you, he's done a bunch of stuff for the expedition. He's you know scouted. He's uh, executed uh, traitors. He's uh, oh one traitor anyway. Yeah, generally a, a pretty creepy, not creepy, but kind of a scary dude. If, if if you'll yeah. allow that, he used to be—he used to be quirkier, he used to be funnier, but some, so something about this expedition's made him a bit harder and less jokey. Fun. It's the duty, it's the responsibility of so many dwarves. Where's on you? <laughs> <laughs> and next to him is this uh, woman dwarf, roughly the same age, uh, with an arbalest across her shoulder, and um, you know her too, because. Knows her or knows about Skarn the Lesser? About well, he knows about uh, both because uh, oh right, she's uh, she is uh, uh, Bruna uh, Bruna Ravenwife, and she's uh, she, she was kind of a uh, an issue with the expedition because she's the daughter of a famed coward, a coward in dwarf terms, is someone who refused to swear an oath when called upon, and uh, that, that's like a big crazy stigma in dwarven society. That's uh, you know oathbreakers are that happens because. You're greedy, but someone who refuses to swear an oath, that's bad. That's, you know, saying, I'm not your brother, I'm not your kin, I'm not your friend. So she's faced some stigma because of that. And the moment they, you know, you, you know these two dwarves cross your path, uh, Stonebones sort of does this thing he always does when she's around. He, he first freezes and then he sort of gets this sort of phantom ailment in one of his legs, so he has to, he has to sit down and rub his leg. 
then and go, oh, oh, um, just hold on. Oh. And he sort of looks on after her. Mm-hmm. And I think today is particularly bad because he's he doesn't quite uh, have a, the strength to get up. Uh, obviously, I'll help him. Uh, yeah, he, sorry, sorry. I'm, 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 I don't know. I don't know what came over me. It's just, you know, her. If what about knew, her? If she knew I were here, you know what this is about, I should say. I do, but the people around me don't. <laughs> no, no. Oh, okay, so you're you're maintaining the... the um, is that what you're doing? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, I am. I'll try not to make this... Try not to make too much of a scene. It's just... You know, if she were to see me, that would, that would be bad. Or recognize me, anyway. Come on. Uh, all right. Damn leg. All right. So, um... You know, you get back to your little uh, encampment, uh, your little part of the the camp, and uh, he goes, "Well, um, oh, there was one thing I forgot, by the way. Uh, Roar Fivox, and the the captain of the the lot here, um, he uh, had some foot trouble. Uh, I, I said I'd send someone over, and uh, since all the other, you know, apprentices are off gathering fungus and stuff." Maybe you could go. I don't. I don't think it's serious, and I'm. I think you've proven yourself today. I think you can take care of it yourself. I can go. Excellent. Okay. Just and point me to where he is. I'm. I'm sorry about just now. Uh, I understand. Don't make a habit of it. It's just hard, you know. He looks like he could use a drink. Um, why don't I get you a beer? Well, oh, that, that that would be lovely. You, you can bring it back when when you're done with them. Everybody. All right. Okay. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the uh, his. I am assuming he has a personal stein. Uh, sure. He's yeah. stein from the little workbench in the cart and uh, head over and put it in my belt and head over to where I'm being pointed. All right. Okay. Well, you know, uh, Roar's camp. It's it's the the military dwarfs. The he's the he's the the captain of the. Uh, Band of, of dwarven uh, warriors that uh, the prince hired or, or uh, bound to him by oath. So, uh, you know, he'd have axe, warriors to bring to the Yeah, axe bearers. They, there we go. Yeah, you, you trundle over there. The camp is, is half full. I mean, their little side of the camp. They're in a little crook of a cavern uh, next to this um, side tunnel that goes, goes down to an old uh, well. Uh, they're propped up on some, like, rocks sitting around. Uh, it's uh, Roar and uh, one of his sergeants, Sergeant Scully. And, uh, you know, they see you approaching and they look, they, you know, you see right away that, uh, you know, they, they share some kind of conspiratorial look between them. When you approach, he, he, Roar just kind of for show starts to rub his foot. He has one boot off and goes, well, well oh, finally, finally someone comes. It's kind of, he's a sigh, walks over. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably used to these looks by now, or at least <laughs> knows about them by now. Well, well, okay, uh, the dwarves have looks like that occasionally, but this seems to be, I mean, uh, a particular kind of conspiratorial, like they know something about you. Oh, okay, well, or I'm that. going to tread carefully then. <laughs> Very <laughs> or carefully. Think, or think they do, one or the other, you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Roar thrusts his his, uh, his smelly, soft, big, dwarfy <laughs> foot at you and goes, um, I'm sure I stepped in something, a skew or something. I, I don't know. You better have a look. Well, I'm going to have a look then. 
there anything in his foot? Uh, there's a sock on it, but uh, otherwise there's nothing like. Um, he didn't step on a nail or a piece of. No, uh, it's. I mean, it's a little maybe swollen. He has a something like a a bunion or something because you've been walking quite a bit, but uh, nothing, nothing worse than that. And when you're doing your stuff, he sort of leans down so he's close to you, and so not an awful lot of other dwarves could hear. And he says, um, ah, notes. So frustrating when you want to, like, keep the beat going, and then you're like, wait, what did I plan? Or <laughs> mm. reaches into his pocket to pull out his notes. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes. He has, he's, he's, just there, he's just there waiting for you to pull his sock off. <laughs> I probably already did that by now. All right. So he leans down and says, well... It's good to have an actual surgeon look after me for once. If he was a cat, his hackles would be going up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you find that one bunion and push it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm not quite so gentle when I put his foot back down. Looks like he doesn't mind. He looks like he just he, he looks like he just figured you out. Like he just. Got you by the short and curlies, uh, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, your, your foot looks fine, other than being a little swollen from walking. That's uh, not so bad. That's not really why I wanted to talk anyway. But you know that. And he looks back to Scully, and Scully sort of uh, makes this sort of grunting sound and goes, I think uh, you know that I know that we both know what we know. I think that you don't know anything. I think you should care more about what you think I don't know that I know. <laughs> I think because you don't know be, what you think you know. It would be a terrible shame if it came out that we only have one surgeon and one coward treating us. Now, it would be bad for morale, of course, to have it known, so um, don't worry about the camp. Then again... <laughs> can I, can I dictate something? Sure, sure. He has... um. Very well, while this guy is threatening him, he has very surreptitiously drawn his scalpel from the bag. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, uh, before the guy can enter the next sentence, he just kind of places the tip very lightly on a very important tendon in the leg. <laughs> I would reconsider what you know. I would reconsider <laughs> harming one of the prince's foremost uh, men. That would look really bad. Then we'd have a real problem. What I'm suggesting is not so much of a problem. It's more of an opportunity. Well, I see many opportunities here. Yes, and most of them bad. I have a good one for you. I don't want a, a widespread chattering about cowards in our midst. That would be bad, wouldn't it, Scully? And Scully nods. But you can see that Scully is decidedly more nervous about your knife than Rory's. He, he's not happy. He's he's tense. And Ra goes on, but, you know, swift runners and all. It would be terribly, terribly bad for old stone bones if his identity were revealed back in Marl. Would ruin his reputation. That would be bad. But um, that doesn't need to happen yet anyway. Not if you do a little thing for me. What sort of thing? Oh, it's really just a little errand fetcher thing. What is the thing you want me to fetch? Oh, it's um, 
A little stone about this big, he says, holding up a fist. It's uh, in the prince's belongings. You want me to rob the prince? That's a bad word. All I want you to do is borrow something of the prince's and hand it over to me. Do you intend on returning it? Well, that's not really part of the deal here. What I do with it is my business. Just this one errand? Just this one errand and it all goes away. And I'll forget the little knife threat, too. Swear to it. All right, then. But uh, get the knife away from me, you know. Just kind of moves moves it backwards a bit. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So Roar Roar, uh, hands this, uh, like, he extends his hand and goes, sock, please. Gives it to him. Yeah, so he pulls it on in this uh, sort of demonstrative fashion and then leaps down from his little rock and stands before you. He's taller than you, broader than you. He's, oh, he has this reputation, uh, for being the strongest dwarf alive. His name, Roar Five Oxen, is a, is a hint at that. So he's a, he's a, an intimidating presence presently. Anyway, so he smiles down at you and says, if you fetch this little one for me then, uh, slate. Then I, Roar, five oxen, solemnly swears that that would be the end of it. You hand it over to me, we're done. Good enough? What is my sixth sense telling me? Ah, uh, right. How does that work? When you go into a situation, is that it? Well, you, when you go into a situation or make a decision, I think is what you said. It's a, it's a situation that has potential for danger, but it's not. It's not quite the same feeling as when you're, you know, walking into a dark tunnel and then you get that twinge, that feeling... Right. And I'm going to warily agree. Okay. He's waiting. It's good enough for me. Good. Now, I prefer you do this sooner rather than later, understandably. What the how is up to? Keep off of that foot for at least two hours. Well, swelling should go down. Thank you. It's good to know someone looks out for us. Just kind of turns away from him and heads over to the brewers. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to realize that I just agreed to that. <laughs> Slate, here, try this. <laughs> I'm having you a, a, a small mug. We're talking like the size of a coffee cup. You know, okay. try this. We're, try, we're working on making this taste better. All right. I'm going to sip it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Two again! <laughs> what is that? Well, I decided to, 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 to give it some life by adding a little pepper to it. Some chili. <laughs> I can tell. We're working in small batches, so... Mm. Take a sip. Your shirt's too hot? Yes. <laughs> Maybe I like hot food, I don't know. Anyway, well, so what, what can I do it for you? I need a stein of your best, not that. <laughs> for yourself? No. Well, maybe you do need one for yourself. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you probably Well, do after that, now. maybe, yeah. <laughs> two steins. Make that two steins. When I see Stonebones, oh, for the certain, he helped me out that one time making that potion. Of course. Uh, do, 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 do. He takes a look right, takes a look to the left. You have a mental registry of every mug. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, you know, and goes to the, to the keg that he uses for the prince. Gurgle, 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 gurgle. As for Stone, Stone, um, I like to hey, gurgle, 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 gurgle. Here's one for you. Thank you. <laughs> Don't 
<laughs> serve that to the prince. <laughs> Just uh, a note. If you value okay. your own health. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, you're right. It was too hot. But was the flavor right, though? I couldn't tell. My tongue was burning. <laughs> right. Well, we'll set aside for us brewers. We can drink it. Let's just start on something else. Trudge back over to Stone Bones. My mouth is still on fire. Cool. Well, a little, a little uh, goat's milk take care of that. <laughs> Do you have that handy? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's just something you mention, mutter behind you. I mean, as she wa- as yeah. he walks away, Blake walks away. I'm gonna cut the scene there, right? And I'm gonna talk a little with Anna about beliefs. Now, uh, you have that belief about about protecting Stonebone's secret. Mm-hmm. And now you have a way to do that. I've given you a challenge, right? You guard Stonebone's yep. secrets. This is the part of the belief where we where we give it a goal, right? Uh, right. So now your goal is to get the stone, the strange stone from 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 the prince. Or if you intend to do that, if you think that's fun, you could also write something else because this is a this is about your priority as a player, right? You could you could write uh, find a way to trick Roar or actually know. that's what I was about to write. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so add it to beliefs. Yes. You write it right after I will guard Stonebone Secrets. It's the same belief, but now you have like, you can write it as, as a colon new thing that you can do. So you have a statement. A moment, because I can't yes. type very well. Oh, that's fine. You need to find something out, or you need to ask someone for advice, or you need to, okay. uh, you know, write something actionable. Okay, I got the perfect thing. Okay. There we go. I changed it to significantly more evil. Ooh. Hmm. Find dirt on Roar, but okay. I mean, he rolls with the pigs, but still. Uh. <laughs> when I can type again, I'll change that to find something to blackmail him with. Sure, sure. You do have that extortion skill. <laughs> I do indeed. I was thinking about that when I typed that. <laughs> trying to out extortion an extortionist. <laughs> There may be a dwarf that uh, has some rumor lies that could help there. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's probably a, uh, more than one dwarf that, you know, is in, is in desperate need of some opiates. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> or something a little less yeah. nasty. Yeah. I'm sure I'll find some way. Okay. Cool. There is no way in heck I am stealing from the prince. Oh. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> I like my head where it is, thanks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there goes my plan to hit all of you against each other. <laughs> uh, I, I cool. told you that beheading would come in handy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've seen what happens to, to traitors already. <laughs> it's totally believable that you would go, ah, no, no. <laughs> Agree to it and then don't do it, but yeah. I, yes, I want to keep Stonebones safe, but I also want to keep my head and possibly Stonebones' head as well where they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I just kind of mm. have my work, work cut out for me, that's all. Yes, you do. So no real testing or rolling for Anna. Uh, I'll have to fix that next session. Uh, we didn't test Flint. God damn it. Oh, that's okay. Uh, 
<laughs> Sometimes you don't need to roll dice to to introduce creepy, weird thoughts and to the heads of the NPCs. <laughs> That's true. And, and uh, he and he can you can test him next time because he, he's going to be looking for for a source of grains. I just hopefully won't end up with a arbalest bolt between my shoulder blades, and we'll be fine. You recorded that uh, routine greed test, right, Todd? Yes. So you're right on the verge of becoming even more greedy. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, fortunately, you know. You're in the middle <laughs> there. It's a good place to be before everything goes haywire. Yeah. Look at the prints. Lots of uh, lots of bonus dice. Uh-huh. <laughs> at, some, at some point, we're putting him down like a mad dog. <laughs> Bit of a, you know, orientation session, so I think. A lot of the normal Arta awards where you get the, the points are not going to be valid. Fandral and uh, Ulfkel, you completed the, you know, right off the bat yeah. belief about fixing the beer, getting the beer back from Roar. Yeah. So that's that's the persona each. See, I don't think there's anything in particular other than that that uh, I could award. Well, there are these two awards called Workhorse and Most Valuable Player. And that's something you vote on. Right. So you you think about what's happened during the session, and you you nominate someone, and then someone else might go, oh, but you remember this happened, and so on. Okay. I don't know if I I think today's session is worth voting for, but um, yeah, that's up uh, to you. It did did come yeah. up a little short, but that's okay because we had you know to, to do our uh, character stuff up front. Yeah. So th- th- this was a good warm up to get us back into dwarfiness. Excellent. Yeah, it's more ensemble today than uh, anyone True. taking the spotlight. I'll I'll work more with uh, uh, bringing all of you together. I mean, more. I mean, two dwarves at a time, or three dwarves at a time, or all four of you at a time. More so, you can you can help each other and, and do crazy things. I'm going to see about doing that in the future. But I think we needed to establish slate and uh, and tie up some loose ends. Mm. Talk to you guys later. Later. I, I'm Flint. <laughs> yeah, let's not go that way. Uh, <laughs> character's name is still Rhett. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, on that account, uh, I'm terribly sorry. I'm going to have to make you change that. I okay. was totally cool with it last week, but during the week when I thought about how to change, challenge your beliefs, I was like, Rhett, 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 what should I do? Oh, uh, and I couldn't get out of this headspace of, of, of cotton fields and pistachios, which is entirely oh, Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say that's a GM fixation. <laughs> yes, it's a problem I have. I'm sorry. Not giving a damn is his instinct. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe spell it Jasper, but just not. Jas, comma, er. Uh, no, 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 not comma. Apostrophe. Apostrophe, thank you. No goddamn apostrophes. <laughs> those, those are banned. There will be no apostrophes. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> Pet peeve. Pet what? fantasy peeve. Well, they're foreigners and cat people. I don't care. <laughs> so, so what's the opposite of a disaster on the star? Disaster to an evil star. A proaster? Uh, and, uh, that aster. This aster, that aster. That aster. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that at first. <laughs> I may be I may be confusing things or making things more uh, silly than they need to be. 
It's the tag where I mentioned you can go to our page at sunday-skypers.podbean.com, find links to all of our episodes, links to our Facebook page and MeWe page. You can email us at sundayskypers at zoho.com. It'd also be nice if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. And that's all I got.